The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of Ecclesia Houston. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to follow Jesus, the liberating King, and live in his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. If you don't build it with labor in vain, without your spirit, we stand with no strength. I know my time is passing away. But the works of your hands are what will remain. Let the favor of the Lord rest upon us. Oh Lord, establish the work of our hands. Just to number the length of our days Pour out your power, pour out your praise Teach us to rhyme, to finish the race Only what's time love will remain Let the favor of the Lord rest upon us Oh Lord, establish the work of our Oh
Hello, Ecclesia. And we continue to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year in just a few days. We're so grateful to continue to gather with you in this way, in ways that we, we can all be safe and you can be snuggled cozy cozy in your home with your blanket and your pets and your hot chocolate. Would you join me as we seek to become more aware of God's presence that's already with us? Join me in prayer. God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, thank you for welcoming us into your presence, a place where you know exactly what we need, whether we are here in celebration or whether we are here in mourning, you have a special word for each of us. God, open our hearts, open our minds, open our bodies and our souls to your presence today. Amen. Ecclesia, let's continue worship through song.
shepherd I won't be wanting I won't be wanting He makes me rest in fields of green with quiet streams And even though I walk through valley of death and dying I will not fear cause you are with me you're always with me your shepherd's staff comforts me you are my feast in the presence of enemies. Surely goodness will follow me, will follow me in the house of God forever. In the house of God forever. God is my shepherd I won't be wanting I won't be wanting He makes me rest In fields of green With quiet streams And even though I walk through death and dying I will not fear cause you're with me you're always with me your shepherd's staff comforts me you are my feast in the presence of of God forever in the house of God forever 
in the house of God forever. Ecclesia, we continue to be committed to the work to which God calls us, sharing the gospel, caring for the vulnerable in our city and beyond, caring well for our children. As we each consider our part in that offering, please speak this prayer along with me. Almighty God, we long to love you and one another as you love us. Fill us with continued worship and gratitude to sustain us in uncertain times. Help our thoughts to be holy and our hearts to remain generous. As you free us from all anxiety and fear of scarcity. We seek each day to place our renewed trust in you, reminded that even in the seeming desert, your banquet table is set for feasting. Through this humble offering of our family and in all things, may you be glorified. Amen. Hey there, Ecclesia. It is such a joy to be with you all today, wherever you happen to be joining us from. Merry Christmas. My sincere hope is that today finds you continuing in a time of celebration and renewal. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Mike Yeager. I'm, I'm so grateful for the privilege to continue serving as one of your pastors. Uh, some of you may be confused, thinking that church is over. After many months online, you've probably become used to me uh, closing us with a benediction. I've been told by more than one of you that I've become your child's favorite pastor because when they see me, they know we're done. And hey, I'll, I'll take the affection however it comes. But, but today, I am absolutely delighted by the opportunity to share the word that God has given me. As we continue to reflect upon the incarnation, and as 2020 draws to a close, and boy, oh boy, what a year it has been. I need not and will not run down a litany of the significant grief that we have experienced over the past 12 months and continue to navigate. There, there will be plenty of that elsewhere. Okay, 2020, good riddance, take your murder hornets and get out of here, right? That's not my job today. We are going to look ahead to the new year this cultural turning of the page, this, this milestone that represents a cleaning of the slate, if only psychologically. Uh, obviously, we all know that the challenges facing us do not simply disappear, but, but I have a few thoughts about how we might enter into this next chapter of our story well. And to do that, I need to first invite you to join me in jumping back and allow me to tell you a bit about what life was like for me at the end of 2019. So late into the fall last year, it may not have looked like it, but I was coming apart at the seams. 
spiritually dried up, struggling as a husband, struggling as a dad, important relationships strained. Mentally, I was beyond exhausted. I love this job. I love you all, this community. But I was running on fumes and most every day putting on a face desperate to pretend as if to convince myself that everything was okay. Fighting severe anxiety and what had become just a, a pit of helplessness and depression. There was a sudden and tragic death in my family. And looming over it all was a prolonged and secret and losing battle with alcohol. I've been in this fight for a few years now upon recognizing or, or admitting is more accurate that it had become for me a deeply unhealthy mental and physical attachment. In some ways it always had been. I, I had quit successfully for a time with support from many on this team, my small group and others, but a stumble led to a full on fall. And before I knew it, I was right back in these rhythms of dishonesty and isolation and self-sabotage. And I couldn't bear the thought of admitting my failure to all those who had been rooting for me to face that embarrassment, which led to even more shame about hiding it. And then I just gritted my teeth, determined that I could manage it on my own. I've got this. It turns out I very much did not, and I could not. No amount of wanting it, no amount of prayer, I, I couldn't stop, and I was scared. And I was alone because I chose to be. And in early December, at my absolute lowest point, like George Bailey on the bridge in It's a Wonderful Life, looking down at the icy water, and I would be lying if I said that the thought of jumping never crossed my mind. And then this phrase, it comes up dozens of times throughout the scriptures. But God. As those of you who know Lauren will attest, I am married to an uncommonly strong and compassionate woman who saw me at my worst, who met me with love in that low place, and whose courage enabled me to finally, finally ask for help. The next day I spoke with Pastor Chris and a few others in leadership, and I, I told them that I would be stepping away for my health, for my soul, for my family, and it was two weeks from Christmas. And I generally had a hand in one or two things happening on an average weekend around 1100 Elder, let alone at such a crucial time. I, I knew what I was risking in coming forward. But if you've been around Ecclesia for very long, their response probably won't surprise you. They said, Mike, we love you. We've got you. Go do what you have to do. But that meant leaving my family at Christmas time. And that meant telling my six and four year old that daddy was sick and needed to be at the hospital for a while. And it was the hardest and the best thing I could have done. And I cannot begin to find the words to fully express the gratitude I feel for, for my spouse, obviously for our incredible team, both past and present, for you, Ecclesia, the ways that you have loved me and my family so well, I thank you. And just over two weeks ago, December 10th, 
I celebrated my first year of sobriety, and this has been a very different Christmas season than the last. So while there are completely understandable reasons that one might rejoice in the merciful, merciful end of this incredibly fraught year, I'd like to offer a few insights as someone who has come to view 2020 a bit differently, as the unlikely year in which I rediscovered hope. And let me be clear, hope in the Christian understanding is not some vague, uh, lukewarm optimism that things will simply get better one day. We do not profess hope in the abstract. Our, our hope is grounded in covenant, in assurance, in promise. The incarnation is that hope becoming matter, taking tangible form in the person of Jesus. God reminds us over and again of his promises in Isaiah 43, speaking through the prophet saying, remember who created you, O Jacob, who shaped you, O Israel. See, you have nothing to fear. I, who made you, will take you back. I have chosen you, named you as my own. When you face, not if you face, when you face stormy seas, I will be there with you with endurance and calm. You will not be engulfed in raging rivers. If it seems like you're walking through fire with flames licking at your limbs, keep going. You won't be burned. You have an assignment. Go and read this chapter, Isaiah 43. And imagine Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights is talking because this is basically a halftime speech. God is saying essentially, have you forgotten who you are? Who I am, the darkness from which I have delivered you. I am the one, and the one who does the impossible and you are my witnesses. You believe that I'll show up? Prove it, keep going. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose, right? I don't want to give you the impression for a second that this year has been easy, as it certainly has not, or, or minimize the seriousness and peril of the road that I and so many others are called to walk in recovery from addiction of all kinds. I know from experience how quickly that footing can be lost, taken, just gone. And that's why, for all of us, I, I think it's important to note that even while reminding us of what he has done, that God directs our attention forward, specifically to the present moment. A, a little further on in Isaiah, the eternal one says it this way, don't revel only in the past or spend all your time recounting the victories of days gone by. Watch closely. I am preparing something new. It's happening now, even as I speak, and you're about to see it. I am preparing a way through the desert. Waters will flow where there had been none. And that's what we pray in this season, Ecclesia. That's what Advent Conspiracy is about, that waters will flow where there have been none. In the parlance of recovery, it's said simply one day at a time. And what that means is that Dwelling too long in either the past or the future will lead us equally astray. The past is, is very much out of our hands, though we continue to live in the echoes, the aftershocks of its influence. 
the future, God reminds us, the, the destination which lies on the other side of the desert is in his hands, largely shrouded and unknown, though we are charged always to discern and choose to follow the way he is preparing. We can't single-handedly control the pace of healing from the countless losses and life upheavals brought on by this pandemic. Can't control the raging waters in the Gulf. Can't control the bitterness of that family member. Can't control the Houston traffic. Hear me clearly, there is a wisdom in knowing the difference between when it is in our power to affect meaningful change and when we simply want to play God. So what then might we do to, to begin embracing this call to the moment, to, to step into this new year with, with a, a clarity and a confidence, believing in true hope that there is redemption for the past and shalom wholeness in the future, but knowing that we can be nowhere but in the messiness of the in-between, the now. I have suggestions briefly. One, we can address our own issues of encumbrance, the unhealthy attachments that are weighing us down. It doesn't have to be a substance. We all have them. The writer of Hebrews reminds us that, that we have a heavenly audience rooting for us. In chapter 12, it says this, so since we stand surrounded by all those who have gone before, an enormous cloud of witnesses, let us drop every extra weight, every sin that clings to us and slackens our pace, and let us run with endurance the long race set before us. And cynically, that might just sound like I'm telling you to make a resolution. Okay. The thing is, Ecclesia, it doesn't have to wait for Friday, for the dropping of a ball, for the changing of a calendar. It can start today. I'd argue that for some of you, it cannot wait. Confronting that thing that you're afraid to admit has an undeniable thrall on your heart, on your life, on your time. The first step is the hardest and the bravest and the most important because the rest of the journey doesn't even begin without it, which is why, too, you can't do it alone. Ask for help, share your struggle, share your plan, ask for accountability. You don't have to broadcast it on social media. You don't have to tell everyone. You do have to be honest with someone. Proverbs 17 says it this way, simply a true friend loves regardless of the situation. And a real brother exists to share the tough times. While in treatment last December, I was granted a 12 hour leave to be home on Christmas with Lauren and the kids. And one of these brothers in my life picked me up at four in the morning to make sure that happened. This is the community that I had taken for granted, that I failed to come to when things got messy. Who is that in your life? I love hearing about the small groups that have continued to maintain such close connection with one another in these difficult times. It's one of the things that Lauren and I miss the most in this season, the vulnerable sharing of stories in our living room always reminded of the beautiful work of God in those places of pain and growth. 
Maybe for you, it's talking to a counselor or a spiritual director. Maybe it's reaching out for care in the context of our church family. Many of our t- on our team, myself included, would love nothing more than to hear what God is doing in your life, what's hard, and how we might be any kind of a guide toward a deeper relationship with Jesus and others in the faith. So near the close of It's a Wonderful Life, This classic film, George Bailey is back on that same bridge. After having been shown a a bleak vision of what the world might have looked like without him, recognizing the ripple effects of of his humble existence, and and he he collapses on the railing and he cries, I want to live again. I want to live again, please, God. And the snow begins to fall, and, and Bert, the police officer, pulls up and George realizes that he has arrived back in the world that he knew. And his car may still be wrapped around a tree. And there may still be $8,000 missing. That'd be like losing 100 grand today for reference. And he may still be cursed to never leave the town of Bedford Falls. But even so, he is radiating hope. It's summed up beautifully in the the rule of St. Benedict when it says, always we begin again. The birth of Jesus is that renewal for us. The declaration of the promise which has come and which is coming always, as it has again this year. Hope isn't blind to the suffering and strife of our time. It just knows how the story ends. The reminder in Isaiah, I am with you always. Through the fire and the flood, I know where we're headed. Follow me, trust, pack lightly, keep going, go together. I wanna leave you with this poem by C.S. Lewis, who among many other designations is the namesake of my pandemic puppy. It's called what the bird said early in the year. I heard in Addison's walk a bird sing clear. This year, the summer will come true. This year, this year. Winds will not strip the blossom from the apple trees this year, nor want of rain destroy the peas. This year, time's nature will no more defeat you, nor all the promised moments in their passing cheat you. This year they will not lead you round and back to autumn, one year older, by the well-worn track. This year, this year, as all these flowers foretell, we shall escape the circle and undo the spell. Often deceived, yet open once again your heart. Quick, 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 quick. The gates are drawn apart. And so, Ecclesia, may we open once again our hearts to hope, bearing witness to the story, trusting in the promise, living fully and ever rejoicing in the moments. Thanks be to God. Sisters and brothers, join me in this prayer of confession, and then we'll return once again to the table I'll lead as the celebrant. Jesus spoke to the crowd, proclaiming, I am the light that shines through the cosmos. If you walk with me, you will thrive in the nourishing light that gives life 
and will not know darkness. You are the true light who has come into the world to bring us out from the shadows. Lord, have mercy. We ask your forgiveness for our sins, both of our own hands and hearts, and those we stand idly by in witnessing. Help us release our grip on our idols, lift our voices to call out injustice, liberate us from fear and destruction, guide us to find rest in your embrace. Christ, have mercy. Incarnate Son of the Eternal Father, you are the only pure, the only blameless. Only you are the way to peace. Your light shines the way forward. May we go forth to follow in obedience to your perfect will. Have mercy upon us and grant us your peace. Amen. So I can see as we do every week, we come back to this table, reminded that the night before he walked willingly into the hands of suffering and death for our sake, that Jesus gathered his friends his disciples around the Passover table. And he proclaimed to them that he was to become the once and for all time sacrifice for the people of God. He took bread and he offered thanks and praise and he broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take this, all of you and eat it. This is my body, which is given up, broken for you. And then after the meal, he took a cup of wine. Again, he blessed God. And he gave the cup to his disciples and he said, take this all of you and drink from it. This is my blood of a new and everlasting covenant. I promise this blood will be shed, poured out for you and for all for the forgiveness of your sins. Do this in remembrance of me. So Ecclesia, let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you for the precious gift of this day. And we thank you for this feast. Breathe your spirit in mystery upon these humble gifts, whatever we have gathered in our homes, that they would be for us today a reminder of your incarnation, your coming into the vulnerable, frail, temporary body of humanity, reminding us that the manger always pointed to the cross. And that this gift of your life liberates us from sin and darkness, frees us to live into the fullness of our joy and abundant energy as we seek to serve you always, Lord. That today we might taste and see and be changed, renewed by your coming. May that be so. We pray this as a family in gratitude and great hope in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ecclesia, this is the body of Christ broken for you the blood of Christ shed for you. Taste and see God's goodness. Bless you. Every day we go to war again we assume know so much more than them before we hear what they have to say headline breaks and we start to hate again we're calling them names again and we 
give all peace away I hope they see it Cause I wanna see it I hope we believe it I wanna see, I wanna see the love It's all around you It's all around you I wanna know, I wanna know that love It's all around you It's all around you Day by day Fades away and then we know That there is pain within That we cannot medicate Learn to feel Learn to begin again Open our eyes again To see our brother's pain I hope they see it Cause I wanna see it I hope we believe it I wanna see, I wanna see the love It's all around you Sisters and brothers, our benediction today comes from Jan Richardson. It is a prayer that I think really is good for us 
to consider as we say goodbye to 2020 and as we say hello and welcome in 2021. Please receive these words into your soul. When you are lost in your own life, when the landscape you have known falls away, when your familiar path becomes foreign and you find yourself a stranger in the story you had held most dear, then let yourself be lost. Let yourself leave for a place whose contours you do not already know, whose cadences you have not learned by heart. Let yourself land on a threshold that mirrors the mystery of your own bewildered soul. It will come as a surprise. What arrives to welcome you through the door, making a place for you at the table and calling you by your name. Let what comes come. Let the glass be filled. Let the light be tended. Let the hands lay before you what will meet you in your hunger. Let the laughter, let the sweetness that enters the sorrow. Let the solace that comes as sustenance and sudden, unbidden grace. For what comes, offer gladness. For what greets you with kindly welcome, offer thanks. Offer blessing for those who gathered you in and will not be forgotten. Those who, when you were a stranger, made a place for you at the table and called you by your name. Amen. Ecclesia, our dear ones, dwell in peace. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.ecclesiahouston.org.